Welcome back to the Chuck and Shoop Show on this beautiful Thursday, December 8th evening. I am Shoop. I'm Chuck. And we are back with another kick-ass episode. Today should be a fun one. We are going over our preseason NFL predictions. We broke down every division in the summer, and now we're going to look back and look at the dubs and the L's from the offseason, as well as uh, go over some NBA, and we're going to bring back some classic cap or no cap. But speaking of dubs and L's, what is it time for, Chuck? Time for some dubs and L's. Oh, you got it right. Um, So I'm going to start off with uh, my dub. So my dub is going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Ugh. Yes. Just, yeah. say, just saying that disgusts me. Um, well, it's not just because they absolutely demolished the Colts, made them look like second-class citizens on Sunday night football. Um, but my particular dub is going to go to Ezekiel Elliott. So Elliott has looked washed, to say the least. Yeah. Although not having too bad a season, he's still getting find the end zone pretty often. Um, but when asked about Tony Pollard, who has looked significantly better than him all season he says that i truly believe that our team is better when tony pollard is getting more touches he's so explosive last year i had to really come around to it and it was definitely a little hard at first but at the end of the day it's what's important to the team now that really says a lot about the kind of guy zeke is especially at a position where where there's a lot of divas oh yeah uh zeke really showing that team first attitude is great and you know there's, there's reasons why he would show that anyway. I mean, he's an older back, and now he gets someone that can effectively split touches with him so he doesn't have to put more wear and tear on his leg. And plus, he knows that Jerry Jones will is like his love child. So yeah, it's not like he'll ever stop playing or anything. No, um, no. He'll die for so, Jerry. He'll die for Jerry. Yeah, quite. Uh, so... Hearing a comment like this, uh, you don't you don't really hear it too often nowadays, especially at the own position. And no one likes to get replaced at their job. So kudos to you, Zeke. Uh, but still, fuck the Cowboys. Yeah, huge dub. Um, fuck the Cowboys. But honestly, speaks a lot of character right there for him to just turn a new leaf and let Pollard carry it. I like that dub. I like that dub a lot. Thank you. What you got, dub? So my dub right now... Um, I'm actually, I don't know what it is, but I'm just been geeking over the World Cup. And I think everybody needs to get on it. Um, at first I was like, oh, it's just World Cup. It's soccer. Like, I don't, I don't watch soccer. But it's actually like probably one of the most entertaining things to watch at like 10 in the morning when you're just chilling and you have, you got nothing to do and you just want to watch a game. You just put up on your phone at work and you're watching like Portugal, like destroy South Korea or morocco or something and then like Messi goes off huge dub to the world cup for making it absolutely electric this year huge dub for uh cutter cutter hosting it um they actually uh make the games like probably the most entertaining i've seen a world cup in a while even though it's only every four years so huge dub for the world cup i hope there's more exciting games we got actually portugal's playing i forgot who they're playing morocco yeah morocco so i'm hoping it's a Portugal Argentinian uh, final that we need a Messi Ronaldo final. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, shout out to nine five boys who haven't been able to watch shit this World Cup. Uh, thank you, uh, African time zone. But <laughs> yeah, shout out Qatar. Um, they did at least they got the World Cup right. They might have killed a bunch of people, but yeah, 
They got the World Cup. Yeah, that too. That too. Obviously, brought. Yep. Good point. Good point. It is what it is, right? That's an L. Um, That's a huge L. Now, speaking of L's, it's been a rough season for the NFL doctors. Uh, It got off to a really rough start because of the whole concussion protocol bonanza with Tua and other players. Um, But this week in particular is pretty rough. Uh, So you had some big news break on Tuesday, I believe, with Von Miller being ruled out for the season. And this came because they were doing an exploratory surgery and found that Von Miller actually did tear his ACL when it was originally supposed to be only like a two-week injury or something. So uh, I don't know where that diagnosis came from um, and how they just didn't find it initially. Like, were they going to let him back? Were they going to let him play again on a 20th yell? Yeah. It's just not a good look, but somehow that wasn't even the worst thing to happen with team doctors this week. So if you – I don't know if you watched that um, plotter of a Monday night football game uh, with the Bucks and the Saints. Yeah, but – yeah. So um, Alvin Kamara has had an up and down season, and particularly of late, he hasn't been able to get anything going, especially in that game against the Bucks. Yeah. So the Saints thought that Mark Ingram was the better option towards the end of the game to pick up some crucial yards, try to ice the game. Here's the problem, though. Mark Ingram had, was dealing with a knee injury earlier in the game, but when the game was on the line, they still chose a banged up Mark Ingram over Alvin Kamara because Kamara was struggling that much. And Ingram didn't, not only did Ingram not get the first down, but it turns out Ingram has an MCL sprain and he's going to be out four or six weeks, which is yeah, the season for the Saints. Yeah, he's done. He's done. So that's a man's career right there. And you really risked him. You put him out there when you have an all pro running back at your, um, on the table. Like um, these NFL doctors need some sort of leash. Like, uh, I don't know who's making decisions. Are not, they right? real doctors? Be... Yeah, are they real doctors? Or... Yeah, where, where, where is their PhD from? Phoenix? Like, um, <laughs> online, line, Phoenix, Phoenix Online. Phoenix Online, baby. Shout out Phoenix Online. Yeah, uh, but... DeVry University. Yeah, uh, where, where else? They're Lincoln Tech. Yeah shout, out, yeah, shout out those guys. Those are the real yeah. doctors. Bottom line, though. Players will always want to play. It's up to the doctors to make the correct decision involving these players, and they did not this week. Huge, huge L. That's facts. And um, that's funny. Speaking of doctors and MCL, ACL tears, um, I'd like to give my L to OBJ. Um, I think he was absolutely just wasting everybody's time. Like, I don't like, is, uh, are the Cowboys going to sign him? I don't think they are anymore. Like, what I wanted to know was who's, Who's, I mean, everybody heals better than others, right, Shoop? Like, everybody, some players heal better. Like, a- Adrian Peterson came back after ACL, uh, like, one MVP or whatever. But what I want to know is, like, after, like, tearing an, an another uh, knee in, knee ligament, like OBJ the year before he tore his, I think it was the same ACL or a different one, whose idea was it, oh, let's let's just sign him again. He'll recover just as fast as the other time. Because I don't think it works like that with, like, your body, like, with so much stress. So, huge L to OBJ. I just hope he gets better overall and love to see him on the field next season. But he's not going to be on the field this season. Yeah, I never quite understood the craze over Odell. I mean, guys, like, almost 30 years old, coming off an ACL tear in February. I mean, keep in mind, 
Jamison Williams tore his ACL in, January. in uh, January. He just came back, and he's only playing special teams. They're not even having him run routes out there. So what is, in, what is that going to bring to – it's not going to put you over the hump in any sense. It's, it's, no. it's only going to be there to create tension. So yeah. um, maybe you should uh, put your seatbelt in next time, Odell, on the plane. Yeah. Seriously. And, yeah, please stop taking uh, plane rides and get into stuff. And boat rides. Seriously. Seriously. Um, well, we got more football to cover later, but we haven't really covered NBA uh, in quite a while. So we're going to, speaking of things that we haven't done in quite a while, we're going to bring back cap or no cap. Uh, our favorite segment where we put out a statement and then the other person says, hmm, is that cap or is that not cap? NBA edition. So, Chuck, you want to start asking your first question? Yes. Okay. First question. I've been hearing this question all day throughout the media. Um, are the Pelicans re- are the real deal? Are they a number one seed in the West, cap or no cap? Um, they are legit for sure. Uh, absolutely deep team. Uh, Jose Alvarado, one of my favorite players in the NBA, just an absolute hustle monster. But that's cap because the Suns still exist, and even though the Suns have hit some bumps in the road. Okay. They have that continuity with their roster. And with Booker and Aiden, like, as the more that they develop together uh, throughout the season, you know, they'll, they'll, they will get it together. They've been a juggernaut over the past few seasons. And I think they will personally continue it. And the Pelicans have not quite hit that bump in the road yet. But Pelicans, they could be a top. They should be a top four seed. Ooh, four. Okay. I like that. I like that. But for now, Pelicans, your cap. Yes, sir. Um, so going off of a uh, top four seeds, so the the Brooklyn Nets got off to a really slow start earlier in the season, uh, but have climbed all the way up to the number four seed. They're still behind the, the Cavs, who have yet to hit double digit losses. Made the big trade for Donovan Mitchell in the off season. The question is, cap or no cap? The Nets will finish higher than the Cavs by the end of the season. I'm gonna have to go with that's cap. Because I feel like the Cavs, like they're really they're playing really good basketball together. Um, ben Simmons is hurt for the Nets, and God knows what else happens in the season for the Nets. Like there's always something crazy that's going on. You and I both know this, but I could both. I mean, the Cavs could be two, and then the Nets could also end up three. I could also see that happening. But for now, I think yeah, the Cavs are a better team, so the Nets are capped. Yeah, Nets got to keep those injuries in check. Uh, what you got next for me? Exactly. Um, another one for you, Western Conference question. Are the Lakers – the I, Lakers won't make the playoffs. It looks like right now they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, um, no cap on that. Okay, for me, making the playoffs means you win your – at least win your playoff, playing game. So, sure, they could make the playing game, but I don't count that as – playoffs i that's, that's just I, I like, like that I'm, I'm i agree with that i agree with that that's just some nba parody bullshit uh yeah. but this is let's call it what it is it's an old unexciting team uh you have guys like matt ryan who i thought was the starting quarterback for the colts but apparently he's a yeah. shooter now that's um, the same guy. you got guys like got guys like that uh you got russell westbrook still gain, getting minutes somehow um and then ad and lebron once again, just can't stay on the court. Uh, and I see that being a theme all season, especially as 
they're getting into their, their older seasons. AD got his ring. He's satisfied. LeBron, um, he's already looking at his post retirement plans. Uh, yeah. There's no juice to this. There's no juice to this Lakers team. Um, and I really would love it if they just stayed out of headlines for a good while. So yeah, I'm gonna go with yeah. That's no cap. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Because it's not looking good. Like AD just got hurt, and they were just. I'm I'm just mad because LeBron and them were they were just turning it around, but now they're not turning around. So my next question. Now this might be uh, a little bit of an overstatement. Luca won't win MVP. He won't win MVP. Mm, I'm gonna go cap on that. Um, I think he wins MVP. He is the points leader. He is top five in assists. Uh, he's seemingly improving every year. Um, his competition will be fierce, though. So, uh, definitely playing the field has better odds. But it's got to be Luca's year, man. I mean, Giannis had his turn already. Um, the Celtics' best record in the NBA, but um, a lot of guys, a lot, of, a lot of spreading the wealth on that team. Tatum's obviously a candidate. But, That's why I um, asked the question. Yeah, Tatum looks like he might be the guy these past five games. Yeah, we got a long season ahead of us. Um, it just depends. What do the NBA voters look at? Are they going to look at overall record? Or are they going to look at the, the guy who really is the most valuable to his team? Luka is that guy right now. Tatum is playing amazing. But the Celtics are one of the best, most deepest teams in the league. So it's him. It's going to be him, Giannis Tatum, Luka, Giannis Tatum. Uh, but I think Luka wins it. Okay. Um, Chuck, so rookie of the year race. Um, number one overall guy, Paolo Banchero. Um, do you think he ends up winning the rookie of the year? So cap or no cap? He wins the rookie of the year. Uh, I want to say no cap. I think he did. Yeah, I think he pulls it out. Um, he he definitely is a favorite. I feel like his team puts a lot more on him, so he does more and has more of opportunity to get more stats. But look out for – I just want to put that out. Look out for Pacers Bobby Matherin. And, you know, I love my guy Jaden Ivey on the Pistons. So also watch out for those two. But right now, yeah, no cap. Pablo's going to get the rookie of the year. Yes. Um, seems like the kind of guy – especially on the team that he's on, he can just put yeah, up stats. Exactly. So Now, this is like a combined question here. Utah and Sacramento. Now – I don't think we thought of both of these teams as beating a top six team in the NBA on the Western side. So do you think Utah and Sacramento, are they a top five team in the West? Both of them. Mm. I'm going to call no, this. Cap or no cap. Cap or no cap. Both of them top five teams. Yeah, I'm going to call this inside out backwards cap. Does that make any sense to you? Okay, I got um, it. So one's cap, one's no cap. Yeah, um, with with a lean towards no cap, I mean, regression is bound to hit both these teams. Uh, Laurie Markkinen was playing like prime Dirk in the early part of the season. Uh, they really should not be competing, especially after they overhaul their entire roster. But um, they do have one of the best home courts in the NBA. So if, any t- if either of those teams can finish top five, it's going to be the Jazz with, um, with that uh, high-powered offense, although – they're, they're giving up a lot of points on defense. Yeah. Um, now, when you go when you look at the Kings, it's a more of the same. Great offense, 
lot of points given up, but the Kings are just a cursed franchise, man. Yeah. Um, they're off to a good start, but it's still way too close for comfort uh, at this point in the season. Uh, I just, I will, I'll see you when I believe it, you know? Yeah, that's, that's why I asked. Cause I, I saw the standings today and I was like, the Kings are sixth in the West. So, I mean, in Utah has a great record, but I like that. We'll see. I could, all the team, a lot, bunch of teams behind them. You got the Mavs, Clippers, Warriors, T Wolves. That should be all in front. of them. Are, like, they all, all those teams should be in front of them. Yeah. So, I think all of them could definitely catch those teams. All right. Um, so, good to be back on some uh, NBA. Uh, but uh, I'm very excited for this segment. I've been excited for this segment all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back on our predictions from early in the year and seeing how we did, um, I'm very impressed with a lot of predictions you had, Chuck, but uh, a lot of them were uh, quite bad. Yeah, well, um, yeah, pretty bad. So what we're going to do here, yeah. we're going to break down our top five best and worst predictions. And it's not going to be from our standpoint. It's going to be from each other's standpoint. So Chuck, you're going to judge my picks. I'm going to, I'm going to judge your picks. Of course. And we're going to start off with, with the best, with the best takes. Um, so you start at five, I'll do my five, and then we'll go back and forth, uh, Chuck. So what was my fifth best prediction? So, okay, so your fifth best prediction I have, and I actually really like this one because I think I agreed with you in the episode. Uh, it was your bold prediction, Zach Wilson falls short of expectations. AFC East episode. Really like that one. He's fall short of every expectation right now, and it's not looking good. Yeah. Um, I really didn't – I never liked his, like, demeanor. Um, I mean, he was always uh, posed as, like, a rich kid, you know, has it already stuck up. So he never really did anything to shed that, and it's going to cost him his career. I thought he was a baller, but honestly, like you said, his – his character is not where it's at, not where it needs to be either. Now your fifth? Yeah. Uh, my fifth, um, I like it because it was creative, even though if it, though it might seem a bit obvious at the time, but you, you had Travis Kelsey going off because of his, uh, his girlfriend or uh, wife drama. Uh, and, you know, there was some question to it because Kelsey was getting a bit older and they lost Tyreek Hill. So, were they going to focus more on him? It turns out you can't. You you really can't. No. There's too, Andy Reid's too nasty with his uh, play calling and designs. So Kelsey has gotten open more than ever before because Mahomes trusts him more than anyone else. So That's my guy. Uh, That's my guy. Just Kelsey, yeah. Kelsey going off was a uh, was big-time prediction. Thank you. Thank you. And then my number four, Shoop's best take. Your fourth best take of this year, I got – Breakout player. This one's like, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people like would have said this, but I mean, he actually is a huge impact on the Jets offense. And I think he's going to be one of the best receivers in the league down the line if they can get him the ball. Garrett Wilson, breakout player, AFC East episode. So couldn't agree with you more on that. Guy balled out. Great call. Yeah, uh, I'll shout out a couple uh, picks that you had that were um... – Maybe obvious calls at the time, but I'll still give you credit for it. So these are honorable mentions. Um, Travis Etienne as a breakout, uh, definitely uh, with James Robinson getting traded, he has been fully realized. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, Kenneth Kenneth Walker. Um, if if Penny doesn't get hurt, you know, maybe a different story. But he did get hurt, and maybe we should have seen that coming. Um, but you know, Walker is hurt now. Yeah, means, I'm, I'm I'm surprised. Well, yeah, honorable mention. Yes, yeah, yeah. Walker is hurt now, which means that another one of your um, uh, predictions, your one of your bull predictions, might come true, and that's Chris Olave to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's been maybe the most impressive out of all the rookie receivers. He's right up there with his former teammate Garrett Wilson. Uh, Olave has just consistently gotten open in a season where Michael Thomas has once again faded into oblivion. And this is with Andy freaking Dalton, the QB. Yeah. Uh, so if a lot of it can do with Dalton, imagine if he had someone like uh, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young throwing him the ball. Be or, ball. or or my MVP prediction, Jameis Winston throwing him the ball. We'll get to that one later. <laughs> um, anyway, what you got for, for number three? For three, I have your best shoots, best take this year. Three, X Factor, Saquon Barkley. And I love this pick at three because you specified X Factor and Saquon was the X Factor of the offense this year. It was all, it's all, it's, it was always Saquon. It's been Saquon. And without Saquon, the offense doesn't go. So good call. Definitely. Um, for, for your number three, uh, you had Sauce Gardner as your breakout. So, we kind of nailed both uh, Jets rookies on each side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we were – I don't know if you were picturing Sauce Gardner to be as dominant as no, he was, I, but you did say – No, no, I don't think I You was. did say top, he, he's, he could be a top five corner right away. Uh, so, but good call on that. Uh, and not looking forward to him being on the other New York team for this long, but uh, look like we got another Darrell Reeves situation on our hands. At first, I wasn't going to – at first, I thought Sauce wasn't going to get a pick all year because they weren't calling him Sauce till they got him a pick. But thank God he got a pick in, like, the, the third game because then I would probably would have ate that one. Yeah. Now they call him Sauce. All right, num- number two. So, number two. This is your bet. I think this is the – I think this is the best call I've ever heard anybody, like, radio, anybody ever, like, in sports media or whatever. Tyreek Woolen. To be a breakout player, at, this is at my number two. Your call in the NFC West episode, great call. I don't even know who the hell that was. I remember at the time I was like, and then you said he was going to go off. He's absolutely shutting down guys, making plays all over the place for the Seahawks. Seahawks are a playoff team now, I think, because of this guy. So great call. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm very proud of that call. Uh, one of the ones I was thinking about when, I was, when we were going to do this episode. Uh, but looking back on it, because we. We, our Seahawks breakout players ended up breaking out. Maybe we should yeah. have not underrated the Seahawks as much as we did, but no one really saw it coming anyway, yeah, no, right? I don't think anybody did, no. Yeah. Uh, number two, this one could also very well come true as an award. You had Jalen Hurts as a possible MVP. And, uh, yeah, he looks like the front runner right now. Maybe mm-hmm. with him, Josh Allen. Uh, I, I really don't know. I think Eleven and one Eagles, like you gotta look at Jalen Hurst for the step that he's taken this year to be the MVP. And there are definitely question marks about if he was a legit quarterback as soon as last year. So I uh, I think if he puts up forty this weekend against the Giants, I think he 
probably wins MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Well, you called this one of the best. You called my number two one of the best calls you ever heard. So I'm excited to hear about what you put at number one. Oh, number one. So I got this because you all like both of these were also. I don't know if I agree with the first one, but it's a it's a number one tie. It was both your. It was a bold prediction, and it was a headline. So the bold prediction was that the Cardinals are going to finish below 500. And you called that, and they're gonna finish below 500, which is great. And yep. the Packers division dominance coming to an end in the NFC North episode, and it looks like it is coming to an end. I mean, we have these stretch of playoff games, right? We gotta mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen. Like anything can happen in the NFL, but it looks like for now, looks like the downfall of the Roman Empire. I like to call. Yeah, and look, and when I look at those predictions, I'm wondering why we why we are so correct about the Packers that we still pick them to win the division. Cause, uh, cause just, we just stick to what everybody is picking. I swear to God, it's like the majority. Yeah. Um, you know, for we're, we're rookies. Remember that we're rookies. Yeah, we're rookies. So we got, we got another season next year to, yeah. to make a rebound. Um, and your number one selection will stay in the NFC North, which this division we really nailed, but this is a prediction I didn't believe in. And it has come more to life. It's Justin Fields is the NFC North breakout player he is the nfl breakout player balling yeah amazing athlete he has overcome a really really poor supporting cast to just become the most he's the most electric he's the most electrifying player in the nfl right now he breaks a 50 yard rushing touchdown every week it's like when lamar came onto the scene it's incredible to watch he's mike vick adjacent yeah um anyway uh so those are good but we didn't get to the bad, and some of the bad are pretty bad. So um, we're going to go with the, the five worst takes. And so I'm going to start off this time, and we're going to go with the uh, the fifth worst. So this is um, – you had two possible MVP predictions. You actually had three. So you had Jalen Hurts as one, which you absolutely nailed. But then the other two just uh, injured right away. So it was Jameis Winston and Trey Lance. You both, you, this is a tie. You had both of them as potential MVP candidates. Um, and, you know, it. yes, it's unfair because they did get hurt. But at the same time, like, uh, it's just hilarious that they both didn't play after week one or basically week one. So, like. Especially James. For, James first didn't even get a that, shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's healthy now. He's not even playing. So. For both of them to fall that short, it's just kind of hilarious to me. So I'll put that number five. But you definitely had a worse one. I was buying hard on the Saints. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, so number five, worst take for shoot this year, I got, just because out of spite, you had Denver over Kansas City in the division rankings. And then Denver now looks maybe looks like the worst team in the NFL. But – but it's just a bunch of receipts I had for the disrespect everybody was giving the Chiefs the whole year. So that's my fifth. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. And uh, everyone had Denver being good, but yeah, I deserve yeah. that one for sure. Um, at number four, um, you had Marcus Mariota as the NFC South breakout player. Not a good division for you so far. Um, 
he just we just got the news that he got benched this week for uh, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> so, time. I need um, about time. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, honestly, I, I want to pair this with um your Davis Mills headline the AFC South because he also got benched midseason. So um yeah. M- maybe don't call every single QB in existence the MVP Chuck next year or any Southern Division. Don't don't call the breakout players QBs. Right. All right, um, you're number four. Now, number four. I got Shoop's fourth worst take this year was the Bears have the worst season. It was a bold prediction, but the Bears have, like, the worst season in NFL history. Do you say you, they were going to go 0-17? I said, to be specific, the Bears yeah. will have their worst season. Not the worst season ever, but their worst season ever. What's which the, what, wasn't which too was? far off, but they definitely have exceeded expectations. What was it? Two wins. That was their worst season. Yeah, I was predicting them to have two wins. Okay, I, okay, I thought they were gonna, they weren't gonna win. But hey, Justin Fields, who would have thought? I did. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely deserve that one. <laughs> um, number three, AFC North. So, th- this. Honestly, your back and forth at the end between the Bengals and Ravens was pretty hilarious. That you almost you almost switched on me, and I almost convinced you to pick the Bengals to win the division. But your your bold prediction was the Bengals were maybe nine and eight. Uh, you doubt those those same Bengals trounced your Chiefs on yeah. Sunday once again. And, so yeah. um, don't disrespect Joe Cool. He, he 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 can he can lead a good squad and. Uh, you definitely deserve that one. We'll see that O line. All of a sudden, their O line's good. Whatever. Right. Now, number two. Number you're you're number three. I'm number three. Um, yeah, you're number three. You said that the Titans would regress in the headline. I mean, not like a not like the worst take, but um. I feel like they're still the same Titans and that division is just it's gonna be theirs for this year and maybe next year. Yeah, correct. The coaching is still there and uh this division is absolute trash. So the Titans yeah. don't have competition. It's their team to fuck up. Two? Yeah. Um so so this number two is especially hilarious because you are a Giants fan. Um, but you said in your bull prediction the Giants will go two and fifteen and have to blow it all up. Uh, that that ends up being not true by week three. Thank God uh, it wasn't true. So yeah, so maybe that's like a little reverse jinx right there. Uh, but still got to call it out because uh, uh, definitely they're definitely not blowing it up now. I mean Brian Dable, nice, Good nice coach. Wrong. Good. Now. Number two. Okay, this one was Roger Goodell X Factor for uh, Deshaun Watson. Did did he? No, he. I mean, what he didn't really do much to the suspension, but I don't think he was. An yeah. Expert. Um. Well, I guess he's going to be suspended anyway. Um. But yeah, regardless, it, it, he did. He did contribute to his rust. To watch his rust by spending him this long late in the season, 
Um, yeah, I don't know how competitive he, he will be against the uh, against the Bengals this this week, but that's another story. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Roger Roger Goodell nine X factor. Um, slight factor. Number one slight factor. Yeah, uh, this this number one was quite clear to me, and especially after you gave me no love for my Eagles Super Bowl prediction, which obviously hasn't happened yet, but is looking very likely. But you said that the NFC East division winner will be mediocre. Um, not only is the NFC East division winner not mediocre as they're the best record in the league, but every single team in the NFC East is over 500. This could not have backfired any worse. Um, I think that you should never talk about the NFC East again and go crawl into a hole. I think that the, <laughs> the NFC least, the NFC least became the NFC beast. As soon as I said those words, they heard it and they were like, we're all going to win now. Yeah, you're the master of verse jinx, for, for at least for that division. I'm mush. I'm but gonna, give it to me. What was my worst take? I got you right now. Worst take for Shoop in the 2022 football season was that CMC and Matt Rule were going to be X-Factors for the NFC South in their Carolina Panthers uniforms which now they're not wearing Carolina uniforms anymore. They're both on – well, one's fired and the other one's on a different team. So that's my worst uh, – that's your worst take of 2022. Yeah. Uh, well, Rule – I said that uh, how Matt Rule uses CMC will determine a lot about how the Panthers stand in the division. And he did, didn't really use him that much at all. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't – now you see what he's doing in almost like a split backfield in San Francisco. He's doing way more than he did in Carolina. Um, so good riddance, Matt Rule. And thanks a lot for embarrassing me in my predictions. It's like Matt Rule um, heard you and he, he did the exact opposite. He's like, you know, we're only going to give him the ball eight times. That's fine. Yep. Good good thing that Bozo's going back to college, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, well, we are back with our week 14 NFL pick -em. Um so, unexpected turn. We are starting the uh, playoffs for our pick'em. Uh, so, after 13 weeks, uh, I've lost both track of the record, but I do know that um, I have I have a lead. But I'm giving Chuck a little bit of a, a break here, and we're going to start fresh. Um, but I will get the tiebreaker for our pick'em loser punishment. And what is that punishment? Well, it is college football bowl season, and there's a lot of games that we would probably never watch unless we have no reason to. Well, Chuck has a reason to because he is going – if he loses the pick -em over these next three weeks, he's going to have to do a full write-up and recap on this show of the quick lane bowl between 6-6 six and six Bowling Green – and six and six New Mexico State on the day after Christmas. So, hope you're excited for that, buddy. Uh, I, I I'll I'll be excited. I'll be excited once I start writing it and watching. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we do have to get to the picks first. So, uh, once again, a few good games this week. Um, a lot of teams on by, but some impactful games on the schedule in terms of playoffs. So we're going to start things off with 1 o'clock NFC North Affair. The Detroit Lions are three-point favorites 
I guess the tantrum is sort of like, what world do we live in? People actually like the Lions now as much as we do. Should have been listening to us all off season. Yeah. But Chuck, did the Lions uh, take advantage of being the favorites in this game? I think they do. Um, do I think the Lions have the better team? No. But do I think out of pure energy and the way they've been playing and when's the last time you've seen the Lions win four in a row? Right? Long time. Exactly. So I think they're going to have a lot of heart this game. I think the Vikings are in for a long day and they're at home. So I get the Lions. Yeah, I'm actually going to side with you on this one too. I'm going to go Lions as well. Um, how how serious do you think the Vikings are going to be taking the Lions? I mean, we talked last week about how, how lucky the Vikings have been all all season. Um, and they continue, they continue to get lucky winning another close game against the Jets, um, in which the uh, which the Jets couldn't get in on the freaking one yard line. Um, sure. So, uh, I like Detroit, and I, I I I think I wrote Minnesota by accident. By the way, that's so, no, no. I I I just wanted to uh, make sure. I'll I'll make sure. I'll make sure it gets seen. Um, but yeah, the. The Lions are peaking at the ex- exact right time, and they play much, much better at home, too. They're an explosive offense at home, uh, and they're going to look for some revenge uh, on the Vikings from earlier in the season where they probably should have won that game. So yeah. let's ride Lions. Let's go. Let's ride Lions. Okay. Uh, four o'clock game. The 49ers are starting their third different quarterback this season, Brock. Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant in this year's NFL draft, mm-hmm. gets his shot. And who else could he to get his shot against against 45-year-old Tom Brady, who once again led another last-second comeback, his second one of the season. Seems like he's just getting bored at this point and just trying to find new ways to win games. Uh, but does he find a way to win this game? Um, I mean, last week, I don't, I don't know what happened to the Saints last week at the end of that game. But in this contest, I'm going with the 49ers because I think Brock Purdy, uh, he might be the real deal. He's from Iowa State. Iowa State, I'm pretty sure they run like maybe, I mean, that might be Iowa, but I think Iowa State runs also like a pro style offense. So, like, I think he's used to this offense and I think he takes advantage of a Tampa Bay defense that's sleeping all the time. And he has so many explosive players around him. And you saw him in that game against Miami. He, dude, dude played with no fear. So that means he was getting the the backup quarterback reps while Jimmy G was a starter. And this guy knows what he's doing. And he knows when to get the ball in certain places to certain guys on certain plays. So I don't think Brady can conjure up a being down. I think they're going to be down 17 in the fourth quarter and not be down um, 13 like last week. Like the Bucks were down 13 they won. So I don't think Brady can come back from 17 to 4. So I got 49. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ride with you on 49ers as well. Um, Brock Purdy is good enough to keep this one of the best rosters in the NFL afloat. He's not going to hinder them with back-breaking mistakes. And no. teammates have seemed to back him up so far. So I like the Brock Purdy hype, but it's also more about an indictment on the Buccaneers. I mean, they've played some poor opponents this season, which has allowed them to get to a 500 record. But with Tristan Wirfs now out, this offensive line is – how are they going to hold up against this pass rush? Brady's going to get sacked nine times. 
I, I, I might call I like I might throw a bet on it, like more than nine sacks or nine sacks. Like it's gonna be yeah, bad. If you could do that, it could be one of those games. I mean, the Bucks gonna generate any offense for the first fifty-five minutes of that game. So like, um, yeah, I I think the 49ers, um, this three and a half point spread is a bit disrespectful. Yeah. Um, I think the 49ers win this by double digits. I agree. And the Sunday night game uh, should be a fun one. We got upstart Miami, explosive, most explosive offense in the league um, with a hobbled Tua, though, and a hobbled offensive line against a, a hobbled Chargers team who recently can't, as of late, can't seem to do anything right. Uh, but most especially, they can't stop the run for a damn. It's actually crazy how they give up eight-yard runs every single play. But Injuries are killing they still have Justin Herbert. So uh, who you got in this one? I mean, they do still have Justin Herbert. I was kind of iffy on this because I feel like Chargers playing with a chip on their shoulder after, lo- after um, like, losing. So I'm, I am going to go with Miami, though, because I think Tua has more of a chip on his shoulder after playing how he did last week. And he does want to he does want to prove everybody wrong that he can play in this league. So I think he's going to go off, and that Chargers defense is not good. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the third time the Chargers are playing on Sunday Night Football. Or Sounds Sunday, about right. Or some or some type of prime time game is their fourth or third prime time game. So mm-hmm. I don't think they've won in any of those. So I got Miami. Yeah, almost beat the Chiefs, but. Um... That did not happen. No. Um, yeah, I think this is the first time all season that we agree on all three of the uh, pick'em games. Um, and you know, I I like to be contrarian sometimes for the sake of it, but I like Miami in this game too. Um, you know, the concern is is Tua healthy enough to you know really be at his full hundred percent? But I don't think it matters because you have two effective backs back there, Wilson and Mostert. And the Chargers haven't been able to stop anybody on the on the ground this season. It's been really an abomination. Yes, they've had injuries there, but it's it's the most exposable weakness in the NFL right now, to be honest. Uh, maybe besides Texas passing game. So uh, Miami just got to run the ball down their throats and yeah. use Tyreek Hill when they try to stop it. Uh, I think the the game plan for Miami is simple. But the Chargers will keep it close because Justin Herbert. But I got Miami to win. Perfect. All right, let's let's be different, Chuck. What what uh, lock do you got this week? I got going. I'm going jet up for my lock. Jet up, Jets plus ten, not ten and a half, flat ten against the Buffalo Bills. I think Bills are in trouble. I think Jets can definitely cover. Jets beat them last game. Pure defense. But now they got Mike White at, a, at quarterback. They're going to throw it a lot more. It's going to be more Jets, all Jets. I got Jets plus 10. Yeah, I like this pick too. Uh, I think it's a bit disrespectful towards the towards the Jets for how they played all season. Um, but, you know, you, you do have to factor in it. It is a Buffalo revenge game. So uh, Josh Allen's definitely looking to make up for how he played early in the season against them. Yeah. Um, I'm going with a prop for like a, the second time this season. I'm going with Tony Pollard to score a touchdown against Houston, which is currently minus 115. So basically a pick 'em. 
uh, but I think it should be way higher. Pollard is uh, regaining the gain, gaining the reins of this uh, feature backfield role, and the cow the the Texans are going to be down their top two receivers, which if, if it even really matter to be honest. Uh, but the defense of the Cowboys will control this game, which means Dak Prescott should not have to do much at all. He should just hand off to his running back and let them do the work. Oh yeah, and Pollard's such an explosive player that um, and Texans run defense is so horrific that it just seems like a match made in heaven. I think both running backs score, but uh, I'll go with the Pollard TD just because he's a better player. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's locks. That that is locks. Yep, that's clamps. Okay, upset pick. Now, I think a lot of people. Are riding off our G men. A lot mm-hmm. of people. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about them enough. Like, we're in a position now where we thought, I thought this season, like Troop said, worst take, I thought they're going to go two and 15. They're seven, four, and one. They're playing an Eagles team that I think the Eagles have not played anybody. And I don't think they've played a defense. Really? Huh. And I don't think they played a defense that day, day balls drawn up and invested in guys who I don't even know half their names on the defense, but I know guys will buy in and they'll beat a team like the Eagles and take a dub home. So I got the giants over the Eagles at home as an upset. Could be the Giants' Super Bowl. Um, you know, uh, if, if not, the week 18 game. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, the Giants need a uh, healthy O-line for, for this game. Uh, Gotta watch the injury report. Hopefully, we can get some guys back. But that's going to be the key, making sure we can block and give Danny Dimes some time to hit some short routes over the middle. Um, My upset pick is going to be Carolina Panthers against the Seattle Seahawks. Panthers fresh off a bye with Sam Darnold now a starter who looked decent against a, a pretty good Broncos defense. Uh, the Seahawks running game is an absolute mess. Kenneth Walker is hurt, as as is his direct two backups. So, uh, and a function of the Seahawks offense that has worked very well this this year is going to be down to key personnel. And uh, Seahawks have just been—they almost dropped the game to the Rams last week, which is really weird because the Rams have had almost no none of their stars playing. Mm-mm. So the Seahawks have kind of regressed a little bit since. Um, especially on defense since thereby. And I think this is the week where it finally comes to a head and Giants get a little bit more position in their NFC playoff push. I got the Carolina Panthers up saying Seattle. I like that. I like that a lot. I do like that a lot. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. My mic is uh, flopping all over the place. Uh, but thankfully it's the uh, – <laughs> thankfully it's the end of the episode um we hope you've enjoyed our content all season um and we're gonna keep rolling for our nfl coverage throughout until the playoffs but good luck to you if you're uh trying to get some clinch your fantasy playoffs this week um and take care everybody hey don't if forget you- don't forget world cup world cup go portugal